Welcome to Hope Sabbath School, an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. We're going through the Psalms, amazing inspired scripture songs, some of them more than 3,000 years old, some 2,500 years old, but they've been sung by followers of God down through the ages as a time of worship, but also a time of inspired instruction. So we're glad you can join us today as we're going to study about the mercy of God, your mercy, Lord, reaches mm. to the heavens. Welcome to Hope Sabbath School. Good to see you as a team. Welcome to Hope Sabbath School. Say hi to someone sitting next to you. We want to welcome our team in the studio. We've also got some remote team members. Let's see who's with us today. Haiti, great to have you back. Always good to have you with us. Leah, good to have you with us today on our study. And Nicholas, great to have you back. I really appreciate our remote team members as well as our in-studio team, but I also appreciate you wherever you are, part of our Hope Sabbath School family, because your input extends the impact of Hope Sabbath School globally. And we're always happy to hear from you when you write to us. Here are just a few recent emails we've received. Here's a, a note from Fred, a Kenyan living in Mozambique. So it's a little way from home. Ken, Fred writes and says, I'm working in Mozambique. I like Hope Sabbath School because you teach me to understand the Bible better. Amen. Even though sometimes I don't go to church. Mm. I don't want to miss a single program. Well, Fred, I'm glad you're watching Hope Sabbath School, but I also want to encourage you to go to church Amen. because there you find living community with others, brothers and sisters in Christ. So we're glad you can do both. And we're glad you're part of our Hope Sabbath School family. Here is a note from someone in Brazil or from Brazil living in Florida. Anyone here speak Portuguese? No, not not right in our team right now. So I was going to get some help how to say Lacey. Lacey, my name is Lacey. I'm Brazilian from Rio de Janeiro. I currently live in Jacksonville, Florida, she says. I've been watching and studying the Word of God with your beautiful and blessed team for many years. Thank you so much for allowing the Holy Spirit to guide you. The best of all... To each one of you, I ask in the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Well, we received that blessing, Lacey. We're glad that you're part of our Hope Sabbath School family. Here's a note from a donor in Canada. The donor says, I know you don't mention names, but would you please give a shout out for Millbrook, Ontario? <laughs> well, Millbrook, Ontario. <laughs> Hello from Hope Sabbath School. Can we all give a wave to Millbrook, Ontario? Apparently, that's where this donor's church family is. The donor says, I've been watching Hope Sabbath School, and it's been such a blessing to me. I love to see your smiling faces. And I cannot wait to see you all in the kingdom when Christ returns. Amen. 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 That's why we do what we do. Yes. And we're glad that you're part of our Hope Sabbath School family. With love, your sister, don't forget, Millbrook, Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> and a donation in Canadian currency of $350. God. Bless the Global Evangelistic Media Ministry of Hope Sabbath School. Thank you. Thank you to each one of you who are donors, impact partners with us 
You can send a check. You can go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess. Click on the donate button. This is not about buying God's love or favor. It's about getting the mission finished Mm. so Jesus can come back. Amen. 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 One last note. Oh, this one's beautiful. I was a little concerned when I read the subject line. The subject line was from annoyed to excited. (laughs) And I thought, read on. (laughs) Wanda Lee writes and says, I'm writing from Pennsylvania. My husband Carlos and I watch you on YouTube every Friday night. Mm. Yeah, by the time this broadcast goes out, we'll have more than 100,000 on our YouTube channel. That's just our English YouTube channel for Hope Sabbath School. But she continues, When we were dating, Wanda Lee and Carlos, I was attending a church on Sunday, wasn't fully convinced about the Bible Sabbath. Mm. My then boyfriend, now husband, would put on Hope Sabbath School every Friday night, and I'd get annoyed. (laughs) I'm glad that wasn't the end of the email, right? (laughs) Now... I'm so looking forward to watching that I'm on the couch with the remote in my hand before he is. (laughs) Thank you for all the work you do, for sharing your testimonies so transparently. It feels like we know each member. We look forward to meeting you all in person on that beautiful day when we will be with Jesus forever. Blessings. Wanda Lee and Carlos. Don't you love to see these emails? Yes. You know, we're just so thankful that you write to us because we just look out there, but we don't see what the Holy Spirit is doing in hearts. Mm-hmm. So you, please, would you write to us today? sshope at hopetv.org. Uh, you say, well, I put notes on the YouTube channel. Yeah, we get a lot of comments there too, but we just love to hear how God's blessing you through an in-depth, interactive study of His Word. Well, before we sing our theme song, and by the way, I love to hear you sing, so sing loudly and sing in the Spirit. I hope you've got that free collection of Trilogy Scripture songs from the Psalms that we're offering as part of this series. Thanks to my wife's generosity, not only the theme song for this series from Psalm 105, but five other scripture songs from the Psalms, all you have to do is go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess, click on the free gift tab, and you'll discover how you can download those six wonderful scripture songs. And you can share them with your family, share them with your friends, because those songs will bless your heart. All of the Psalms were sung at one point. There's just a few that you can sing right now. In fact, we'd like you to sing with us as we sing our theme song, Oh, Give Thanks to the Lord. Let's sing together.
Amen. You know, I'm blessed to live with a wonderful best friend, woman of God, who's written about, composed about 200 scripture songs, but that's one of my favorites. And it's hard for me not to kind of move a little when I'm singing, because it's a joyful song, isn't it? Give thanks to the Lord, call upon His name. And today we want to thank Him that His mercy reaches to the heavens. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for our Hope Sabbath School team, our remote team members, and for our Hope Sabbath School members around the world. We've come together, guided by your Spirit, to continue our study in the Psalms. These inspired scripture songs gathered by the guidance of your Spirit to bless the lives of believers down through the centuries. And God, I just want to thank you that we can study today from the Psalms about your mercy, which reaches to the heavens. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Psalm 57 is where we'll start. And I'm going to go to a remote team member and ask Katie if you'd start our study in Psalm 57, verses 9 through 11. Absolutely. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Psalm 57, verses 9 through 11 says... I will praise you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing to you among the nations. For your mercy reaches unto the heavens and your truth unto the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above all the earth. Amen. Now, you know, uh, we've studied about how to read the Psalms, uh, that the psalmists use uh, imagery. Mm. So, So what is the psalmist trying to convey under the guidance of the Spirit. Jonathan, what do you think? That your mercy reaches to the heavens. Mm. What, what's the psalmist trying to say? I feel like David's out there in nature and he's just seeing the, the beauty and, and pulling from these. I mean, we have a, a beautiful picture here that, that, that God, his, his majesty, his mercy is, is, is like this beautiful mountains and the, 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 the sunlight. Yeah, you know, I just realized the header, I, I, I missed it at first, that, that he's hiding in the cave from Saul who wants to kill him. Mm-hmm. And yet he's focusing like, <laughs> you know, we saying your mercy stretches to the heavens, right? In the midst of this difficult situation. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It's great. It's vast. Travis? I I was thinking of this phrase that we use often, um, half the glass, half full, half empty. Mm -hmm. And he could have chose to just, in this situation, Derek, to focus on the negative things. Right. But he finds himself in a negative situation. And and instead of focusing on, on the negative things, he looks at the glass half full and says, God, you're amazing. And, so, he, and he just focuses on the... So I'm going to challenge that, but I hear what you're saying. I think the glass is overflowing yeah. with the mercy of God, right? Right. But what you're telling me is rather than focus on a sociopath king who's trying to kill him, mm-hmm. he's focusing on the Lord That's right. and his mercy. Amen. Let's go to another psalm, Psalm 136. You remember from our study that sometimes uh, you'll get a theme repeated in the Psalms. Remember that? It's almost like an anthem that the choir can repeat. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask uh, another of our remotes, Nicholas, if you'd read for us Psalm 136, uh, the first four verses. Yes, absolutely. I will read from the New King James Version. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. 
for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endures forever. To him alone does great wonders, for his mercy endures forever. And Leah, could you read on in verses 5 through 9, just in case we didn't get the message, (laughs) as this is being repeated. Uh, It's like he's thinking of so many reasons why he can say God's mercy endures forever. Sure. Psalm 136, verses 5 through 9, in the English Standard Version, it reads, To him who by understanding made the heavens, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who spread out the earth above the waters, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who made the great lights, for his steadfast love endures forever. The sun to rule over the day, for his steadfast love endures forever. The moon and the stars to rule over the night, for his steadfast love endures forever. All right. Now, that's interesting. I don't know if we have some other translations. Leah, what was your translation? English Standard Version. English Standard Version. And it translates the Hebrew there as steadfast love. Any other translations besides steadfast love, Daniela? No, this one is love as well. It just says love, just love. It's, um, yeah, his love endures. His love endures forever. I, I'm not an expert on Hebrew, but I think it's the Hebrew word chesed. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it can be described as his faithfulness to the covenant, yes. his steadfast love, his mercy. Uh, we were talking in a previous study about the immeasurable, unfailing love of God. That's, that's his chesed. Mm-hmm. It's a little difficult to say. But what we learn from Psalm 136 is that whatever this wonderful love, mercy, faithfulness of God is that it... That endures forever, repeated over and over again. Um, I want you to take a look as we're going into this study and think about your own life. Where has God shown His, what should we call it again? Unfailing love, love, mercy. That's it. Faithless, loving kindness. In loving love. kindness. Yeah. Someone want to give a testimony. By the way, they say one of the things we appreciate about Hope Sabbath School is people share their testimony of how God's shown His mercy to you, God's shown His faithfulness to you. Who has a story they'd like to share? Stephanie. Yeah, I'm thinking about the my great or my grandmother on my dad's side, um, a coal porter. who was a Bible worker, came to her house and gave her Bible studies. And because of that, Cole Porter, Mm. our family are believers in the Word of God. Praise God. Now, for people who may not know that word, Cole Porter, so this would be a man or woman, happened at this point to be a man, perhaps, Mm -hmm. who came selling Christian literature. And gave Bible studies. And giving Bible studies. And, and, and that affected generations of people. And you're here on Hope Sabbath School yeah, as right. a team member and team teacher. <laughs> you know, I think there's going to be some great, uh, uh, what's the word, revelations in the kingdom of God. That's right. That's right. Where someone comes and then they say, well, yeah, I did give a Bible study, but I don't really know the outcome. Maybe. Exactly. <laughs> and the angels will say, let me show you a multitude. Yes. Oh. Isn't that amazing, Scott? Yeah, my... My mom grew up in an abusive household. Mm -hmm. All sorts of horrible things happened. Her siblings gave up on God. 
but my mom held on to God throughout that. Mm -hmm. And because she held on to God and because of God's mercy, he was able to change her. And so my childhood growing up was good. Yes. I did not grow up in that environment because God. God enabled her to break the cycle. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. So the mercy of God was, mercy was of shown God. there. Mm -hmm. That's right. Anybody else want to share how you saw the, the mercy, the love, the faithfulness, Sean? In your, in your own life. Yeah, there, there's a lot we could tell, of course. Well, tell right? a little I mean, bit of it. Love endures forever. But as Scott was sharing, it reminded me of a time when I was very young and someone wounded me very deeply. Mm. We won't go into the details now, but they pulled a gun on me and someone I loved. Terrible time. Mm. Well, after that, this is when I was introduced to Jesus. And I learned that this Jesus forgives us of everything we've done wrong and we're to forgive people of what they've done wrong, too. Mm. And I had to pray for that person. And mm -hmm. over time, it wasn't quick, but over time, God softened my hardness mm -hmm. so I could go and forgive this person who later on told me that's what led them to salvation. <laughs> Praise God. You know? And so what God healed me of, he used then to heal them and their broken relationship. And now that person will be in the kingdom. Amen. Blessed are the merciful. Huh? Amen. Blessed are the merciful. Well, well if, if we could begin the study by saying, that God's mercy, His loving kindness, it <laughs> reaches to the heavens, right? Or endures forever. We want to talk about learning to rest in the mercy of God. Yes. Because when we do need mercy, mm -hmm. what does the enemy come and say to us? You don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. Mm -hmm. You've gone too far. Mm -hmm. Yeah? God doesn't love you. You know, you're bad. Uh, and we have to learn to rest yes. mm. in the mercy of God. So let's look at an example from one of the primary psalmists, Psalm, uh, Psalmist David, an experience that he went through where he had to learn to rest. And I'm going to ask Chelsea if you would go to Second Samuel chapter 11. Now, I just want to tell you that some people who don't know much about the Bible, may have heard of David. Mm -hmm. Okay? King David, maybe. They may have heard of David and Goliath. Mm -hmm. But they don't have any idea about the story you're about to read and how David had to learn that he could rest in the mercy of God. Mm -hmm. Would you share the story with us, Chelsea, found in 2 Samuel 11, verses 1 through 17? All right, I'm reading from the English Standard Version. In the spring of the year, the time when kings go out to battle, David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel. And they ravaged the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah, but David remained at Jerusalem. It happens late one afternoon when David arose from his couch and was walking on the roof of the king's house that he saw from the roof a woman bathing, and the woman was very beautiful. And David sent and inquired about the woman, and one said, Is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? So David sent messengers and took her, and she came to him, and he lay with her. Now she had been purifying herself from her uncleanness. Then she returns to her house. And the woman conceived, and she sent and told David, I'm pregnant. Mm. So David sent word to Joab, Send me Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent Uriah to David. When Uriah came to him, David asked how Joab was doing and how the people were doing and how the war was going. 
Then David said to Uriah, go down to your house and wash your feet. And Uriah went out of the king's house and there followed him a present from the king. Mm. But Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all the servants of his Lord and did not go down to his house. When they told David Uriah didn't go down to his house, David said to Uriah, have you not come from a journey? Why did you not go down to your house? Uriah said to David, the ark and Israel and Judah dwell in booths and my Lord Joab and the servants of my Lord are camping in the open fields. Shall I then go to my house to eat and to drink and to lie with my wife? As you live and as your soul lives, I will not do this thing. Mm -hmm. Then David said to Uriah, remain here today also and tomorrow I will send you back. So Uriah remained in Jerusalem that day and the next. And David invited him and he ate in his presence and drank so that he made him drunk. And in the evening, he went out to lie on his couch with the servants of his Lord, but he did not go down to his house. In the morning, David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it by the hand of Uriah. And the letter he wrote, set Uriah in the forefront of the hardest fighting and then draw back from him mm -hmm. that he may be struck down and die. And as Joab was besieging the city, he assigned Uriah to the place where he knew there were valiant men. And the men in the city came out and fought with Joab, and some of the servants of David among the people fell. Uriah the Hittite also died. Mm. Mm. Oh. Mm. While you were reading, I was uh, moved by the integrity Mm -hmm. of Uriah. Mm -hmm. When I go on a long trip and it's time to come home, I'm happy to come home to, to my best friend, my mm -hmm. wife. Mm -hmm. The integrity of this man is in such stark contrast mm -hmm. with the way the king is acting. Mm -hmm. What do you see here that, that just really troubles you about David's behavior? Mm. John, how far David has fallen from his own glory days, mm. right? This was a man of battle. Now everyone else is at battle. He stays at home prospering. Yeah. Yeah. He sees a woman. And remember, Uriah is a mighty man of David. Yeah. This isn't a random soldier. This is one of David's most loyal soldiers. Mm -hmm. And David still takes his wife, tries to manipulate him by getting him to go to the house. We all know what that means. Right. And then when David can't manipulate him, well, I guess I'm just going to have to kill him. Mm -hmm. And then not only does Uriah die, but the other soldiers around Uriah die. Mm -hmm. And so we see this once great man fall to a, to a place of darkness. We begin to wonder, is he ever going to come back out of that? Mm -hmm. We could spend a lot of time there. It's a powerful story. And by the way, if you've never read that story in Second Samuel, chapter 11, mm -hmm. uh, you say, why would, why would God impress the prophet to write such a terrible mm -hmm. story? And the answer is because someone else right. may be in a situation where they go, I have gone too far, too low. There's no grace for me. But this is the psalmist who will later write, your mercy yes. reaches to the heavens. Mm -hmm. So how does God confront David? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Anybody know? How does he call him to account? And it's interesting, in a previous study, we said it's not because God hates David. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. He calls him to account because he wants to save him, yes. to rescue him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anybody know? What does he do? Doesn't write on a wall, Scott. Mm-hmm. What does he do? He sends a prophet, a messenger, who goes to David with a, a story. Would you read it for us? Sure. In Second uh, Samuel 12, verses 1 through 9. I'm so glad that God recorded this part of the story, Amen. too, Amen. because we see God uh, coming. You know, previous study, I will arise. Amen. It's like the Lord says, I'm going to arise through the prophet Nathan so that I can rescue my son David, who's fallen, as Sean said, so low. Let's pick up the story in verse 1 of Second Samuel 12. I'm reading for the New King James. Then the Lord sent Nathan to David, and he came to him and said to him, There were two men in one city, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had exceedingly many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb, mm. which he had bought and nourished, and it grew up together with him and with his children. It ate of his own food and drank of his own cup and lay in his bosom, and it was like a daughter to him. And a traveler came to the rich man, who refused to take from his own flock and from his own herd to prepare one for the wayfaring man who had come to him. But he took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for the man who had come to him. So David's anger was greatly aroused against the man, and he said to Nathan, As the Lord lives, the man who has done this shall surely die. (laughs) And he shall restore fourfold for the lamb, because he did this thing, and because he had no pity. (laughs) Then Nathan said to David, You are the man. (laughs) Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your keeping, and I gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if that had been too little, I also would have given you much more. Why have you despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? You have killed Uriah the Hittite with a sword. You have taken his wife to be your wife and have killed him with the sword of the people of Ammon. Mm-hmm. Wow, quite a rebuke. Yes. Uh, Nicholas, I'm going to have you pick up. Uh, D- David has two options now, at least two options. We're going to talk about Judas and Peter a little later. Uh, you know, David could go out and kill himself. He knows how to kill. Mm-hmm. He could kill himself. Mm. Or he could run to the mercy of God. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, I'm asking Nicholas to read this because, Nicholas, you grew up with your mother singing this song. Um, I can still hear it in my ears, a beautiful song from Psalm 51. Uh, So you heard it from when you were little, but maybe you're understanding more of the depths of the mercy of God as a young adult than than you ever could as a little boy. But would you read for us as we look at this scripture song in Psalm 51? Let's start with verses 1 through 4. I'm going to have you read some more, but let's start in verses 1 through 4. Yes. Starting in verse 1, I'm reading from the New King James Version. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, 
according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Mm. Against you, you only, have I sinned, and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak, and blameless when you judge. Now, if you look at the header, stay with us, Nicholas, because uh, I want you to read on verses 5 through 9. But uh, so, so he's going to stay here. But I want someone else to look at the header. Um, and it even says in the header yeah. the context, right? Do you see it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A Psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet went to him after he had gone into Bathsheba. I mean, that's right there, mm -hmm. right in your face. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It does mention, of course, also that he killed Uriah. But read on here, he's pouring out his heart in a song, mm -hmm. which ends up in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the Holy Spirit is what? Helping him... Mm -hmm to write this song. Let's read on Nicholas verses 5 through 9. Starting back in verse 5, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part you will make known to me your wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear the joy and gladness that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all deeds. And then we're going to come to verses 10 through 13. And we, we, we can almost hear him singing. <laughs> we can almost hear him singing. And, and here is one of the uh, most beautiful mm. prayers. Mm. It's, it's a scripture song, but it's also a prayer, isn't it? Mm. Read on verses 10 through 13 for us, Nicholas. Yes. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners shall be converted to you. So, you know, David, people say, well, David committed adultery, he lied, he murdered, and, and yet he's called a man after God's own heart? Mm -hmm. What is it about this inspired scripture song that mm -hmm. reveals that, that David has connected with the heart of God. Jonathan? Yeah, what struck me is how much he is longing for not just external, um, you know, covering or, or, or he, he is he's pleading with God to change his heart, to, to, mm. to restore that purity that he, he recognizes yeah. like, wow, how did I get so like, so he, he's grieving and pleading after what really matters, not just yeah. the external. He's desiring the holiness of God yes. rather than just a removal of the penalty. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Right? Yes. Nicholas, I see your hand raised. Yes, I think we see that we see that David is called a man after God's own heart. And in the first half of verse 10, David asked God, create in me a clean heart, O God and renew a steadfast spirit within me. So we can see that the record of the Bible judges David not off of his old heart, <laughs> but off of the clean heart that God put in him, which shows that this prayer God answered. He gave David that mercy, that new heart, and it was that clean heart 
that was just like God's. Mm-hmm. Someone ought to say, praise God. Praise God. Your mercy reaches to the, heavens, to the heavens, to the heavens. Wow. Leah, you want to respond what you're hearing here of this earnest prayer of, of David? What I see through this story is that there is, we can't go anywhere that God's mercy can't find us. We can't do anything that's so bad that God can't save us. Um, And if you don't mind, I'd like to just travel to Romans chapter 8 for a second. Of course. What verse would you like to read? 38 and 39. Romans chapter 8 verses 38 and 39 is one of my favorite texts. (laughs) In the English Standard Version, it reads, For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor anything present, nor anything to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And someone ought to say? Amen. Amen. Now, let me just say, those things can't separate us. Mm-hmm. We can. Stephanie, please help us, because this is really important. Mm-hmm. Those things cannot separate us. In fact, the Bible says no one can snatch us out of his hand, that's but... Right. But we can allow sin to separate us from God, and that's in Isaiah. That so we then uh, can choose yes. right. mm-hmm. to be separated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can choose while nothing can snatch us out of his hand, we can choose to step out of his hand. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. But even if we do that, yeah. he still is working. He's still calling us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But please, I just want to speak to our Hope Sabbath School family around the world. Do not, do not trifle with the mercy of God, mm-hmm. because there is what the Bible calls the unforgivable sin. Yes. And that's not a specific act like murder or adultery. He, he committed all of those. David did. The unpardonable sin is, is the hardening of your heart where you no longer desire to ask for forgiveness. Yes. So don't trifle with the mercy of God. Run to God right. in the time of your need. Right. Travis? I just wanted to make it clear that nothing can separate us from God's love. There's nothing that can, there isn't a person on earth, ever, anywhere. Or evil angel or Or whatever that that God does not love. We can be separated from God, but we can never be separated from his love, which means returning is always an option. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yes. As long as I can hear. Yeah, that's right. Daniela. Oh, sorry. I've always had like, in, like when I hear about that, like the unpardonable sin, I was always scared. I'm like, what if I've done it? But just the anxiety of have I done it proves that you're still not far off because you still have that, that longing for God. You're I don't want to disrespect him. Right. right. Yeah. You, you even care. Mm-hmm. Shows that the Spirit is calling you. Um, I want to go to two New Testament characters because we're talking about Mm -hmm. the mercy of God here. And I'm thankful, as terrible as the things that David did, we do not minimize those. I think that he deeply regretted Mm. what he did. And I imagine he will weep when he meets Uriah in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. But you can't take away what you did. You can only ask to be, as Nicholas said, given a clean heart. That's right. Mm-hmm. And renewed a right spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, 
but at least he chose to run to God rather than run away. I, I want to come to a couple of characters and then I see some hands raised. I'm thinking of Judas <laughs> and Simon Peter, yep. who both denied Jesus. Yep. They both in a very real way, stepped back from Jesus. Mm -hmm. One, Judas hanged himself, mm -hmm. the scripture says. The other one, the scripture says, wept. Mm -hmm. Now, in my favorite book on the life of Jesus called The Desire of Ages, it says he actually ran to the Garden of Gethsemane, mm -hmm. where Jesus had been praying for him. And he fell down and he wept. It says he wished that he might die, mm -hmm. but he didn't kill himself. Right. So Sean, help us with that, because they both needed mercy. That's right. Mm -hmm. So what made the difference uh, for Judas and Simon Peter? I would say it's the difference between what we call condemnation and contrition. In other words, Judas, when he felt repentant, he wasn't repentant because of what he did to God. He was scared of the consequences of his decision. So his guilt pushed him away from the Savior who would still have forgiven him. Mm. And his guilt at that end is what destroyed him. Whereas Peter starts thinking, I've betrayed the Lord, but I want to come back. Mm. And so it's the difference between do I fear the penalty or am I saddened because of the one I hurt? Mm. And because Peter realized that who he hurt was the Lord, he wanted to make things right with the Lord, which mm -hmm. of course, Jesus gave him the exact opportunity to do so. Mm. That's a radical thought. I saw two hands. I want to come to those first. But, but if his mercy reaches to the heavens, you're saying that even if Judas had confessed his sin, mm -hmm. that he could have been forgiven? If he was truly repentant and confessed it. Rather than Absolutely. just regretting the consequence Correct. of what he did. All right. Stephanie and Chelsea. As we hear about David and Peter and also Judas, it could come to our minds that it's only the big sins mm -hmm. that we need to have this prayer, create in me a clean heart. And yet God knows that each one of us needs to come to that point. Lord, change my heart that my life will reflect you and not me. Right. So, so this prayer, it could yes. be our daily prayer, create in me a clean heart, renew a right spirit, mm -hmm. not just if I've killed someone or right. done some terrible thing. Chelsea? I think, too, it's acknowledging that God's mercy reaches to the heavens and is so <laughs> abundant, yes. but there also can be consequences for our yes. actions, right? Like sure. even David, right. um, that confession that we read in Psalm 51, led him to that clean heart, God gave him that clean heart, but the child he had with Bathsheba still died. Mm -hmm. and, and unfortunately, his family, his family was mm -hmm. permanently damaged yes. by mm -hmm. the way he'd yes. acted. Yes. You're right. 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 So there are still consequences. Haiti, I see your hand raised. Well, I think that the moment when that rooster crowed, because that was a, a deep, powerful moment. Because mm. before, when Jesus had foretold that, he had tried to deny and be like, no, no, they might do that, but I'll never do that. And at that moment, when he heard the rooster crow and he remembered the words of Jesus, he didn't just remember his words, he remembered his actions and how that very evening he had washed his, uh, his and all of the disciples' feet in the act of communion, a job that only a servant should do. And he, he remembered maybe other scenes that are not recorded of how lovingly and kindly 
and patiently mm-hmm. Jesus had acted with him and all the mm-hmm. disciples and that just crushed him but not to the point of destroying him because it just showed him a glimpse of the immeasurable un- uh, unfailing love of God as you always say because he understood even though he saw this moment he saw what I was going to do mm-hmm. he still loved me mm-hmm. and that was what made him go and weep bitterly but not uh take that that experience to the point of taking his own life because mm. he got a glimpse of that love and of his value mm. you know in the in the prayer the scripture song prayer that uh, that david sang uh, that that nicholas just read for us he he prays have mercy on me and mm. then he says blot out my transgressions, transgressions. Now, I want to ask you a question. We've got a wonderful video wall here. Sometimes our remotes come up. How would you feel if all of your transgressions... Mm. Oh, no. That you've... Oh, no, they're going to put them on the screen. <laughs> um, Leah, you're up on the screen, so we'll let you answer the question. Oh, no. We were a little afraid at the moment that all of our transgressions were coming up on the screen. Uh, you know, how would we feel, uh, you know, Leo, of course, we look at you and and you, you know, you're a devoted follower of Jesus. But we're guessing that there are some things you wouldn't like to come up on the video wall. Uh, How would we feel if all of that was just paraded before the public? Oh, boy. (laughs) Well said. I'd like to think that I live my life in a way that I, I I don't have much to hide. I try and be as transparent as possible. And I'm certainly not a, a murderer by any stretch of the imagination. So um, you wouldn't see anything that we would consider heinous or, or unforgivable written up here. But God sees every sin as sin, regardless of how right. we as human beings mm-hmm. view it. That's so funny. to have every moment written down for everyone to see that I didn't think about what I was about to do and I made the wrong decision and I didn't come to God with every every thought that I had, every every sinful thought that I had, everything that I spoke, everything that I did, it would be embarrassing. Mm. So embarrassing. Just that knowing if we come to God with everything, if we consider him in all things that we do, how much less we would sin. Well, wow. I appreciate what Leah said that because sometimes we might say, well, I, I don't really need the mercy of God because I've not really done anything really bad. But Leah pointed out that we, there are sins of omission mm-hmm. as well. Things that God wanted me to arise <laughs> with him and do that I didn't do. Uh, well, let's talk about that whole idea of blotting out transgression. Psalm 103, Scott, yes. excuse me, Psalm 130, verse 3. Psalm 130, verse 3, is an inspired testimony. We don't know who wrote this scripture song, but uh, it speaks about blotting out transgression. Psalm 130, verse 3. If you, Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? So, (laughs) this idea that if it was all written down, we'd be in great trouble. Mm -hmm. Why? Why, why is it important that the transgressions are blotted out? The wages of sin is death. That's right. You're quoting from the Bible, right? From Romans 6, Mm -hmm. verse 23. The wages of sin is death. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So that those transgressions, even things that I should have done that I didn't do, uh, need to be blotted out. Yeah. Um, how how does it happen? Maybe someone's watching Jason, and they're going, Jason, you don't know the stuff I've done, brother. You know, I grew up in the wrong wrong part of town, and maybe I grew up. We heard a testimony about someone growing up in an abusive family and praise God found victory in Jesus. But maybe this person says, I didn't, I continued the abuse and, and I've done many things that I'm ashamed of. How, how can that person come to the place where they can say, thank you for the mercy of God. My transgressions have been blotted out. Mm. I mean, there's many dynamics, you know, that could take place. I mean, look at Saul, you know, a New Testament character who actually was, you know, hit with the reality of his sins, you know. Um, but mostly, you know, it's going to take uh, a really reflection of one what, what's doing. And the Holy Spirit will bring it to attention. That's one of the qualities that the Holy Spirit does. It brings sin to our, you know, acknowledgement. And through that, you know, and through community, it could be upon a place where that person can come to that reality as far as, you know, God's mercy, you know. And for those who may not know the New Testament story of Saul, Mm -hmm. he was taking Christians and having them put to death and forcing them to blaspheme the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So he had done many grievous things. Um, Sean, is there a text that I could share with someone if they like, Sean... (laughs) I, I don't even yeah. want to tell you all the bad things I've done. Right. What, what word of God would you share with them? I go to 1 John 1, 9. Mm-hmm. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Amen. Now, you quoted from the New King James translation there. Apparently, that passage is important to you that you've hidden it in your heart. Why why is that such an important text for you? (laughs) Because I pray every single day. You know, as Leo was saying earlier, it's, it's not about if you have large sins or small sins. All sins separate you from God. And this is a prayer by which we both gain his mercy and then he remakes us to be like him. Mm. And there's so many days I'm not like him. Mm. And I want to be like him. And by putting his word in my heart and by inviting him into my life, little by little, I like to think (laughs) I'm becoming a little bit more like him. Amen. So there were two key elements in that verse and and you quoted it. But Danielle, I'm going to ask you to read it if you were first. Well, first John one verse nine, you may have a different translation. First John one and verse nine, because there were there are two uh, gifts that are offered to us. If we will come after reflection, like Jason said, Mm. uh, maybe being confronted by a prophet or by the Bible, Mm -hmm. like Nathan the prophet did to David, and we go, I need mercy, right? First John, right before the book of Revelation, chapter 1 and verse 9, right at the beginning of his letter. Let's listen as Daniela reads it again. And uh, what are the two gifts that are offered when we're willing to recognize our need and confess our sin? So I will be reading First John 1, 9 from the New International Version. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Oh, I like that translation. He will forgive us and purify, purify us. Yeah. Well, God is pure, Amen. right? He will forgive us and purify us 
if we confess. Now, it doesn't say in the text, but uh, this is an important point, too. Help me, someone. Uh, Nicholas, maybe you can help me. If we confess, who, who do I confess to? Do I confess mm. to uh, a religious leader? Do I confess? Where, where do I go? What, what does the Bible teach? Well, we confess our sins to Jesus. He is our high priest, and we can come boldly before the throne of grace. There's actually a verse that mentions this in Hebrews chapter 4. Okay. Yes. Um, if we'd like to go there. All right. Hebrews, Hebrews chapter Hebrews chapter 4, starting in verse 15. All right, you're going to read verses 15 15 and 16, 16. okay? Yes, sir. And so we can uh, bring our uh, trespasses that we confess to Jesus um, as he is our high priest. We don't have to take them to an earthly human priest. Uh, So Hebrews 4, verse 15, I'm reading from the New King James Version. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. So we obtain that mercy from Jesus himself, uh, who came to earth, who was tempted as we are, yet without sin. And of course, if we've done something to wrong someone else, then we can confess that to them as well. Um, but ultimately, the person we gain forgiveness from is not any man. That is Jesus Christ. Amen. And of course, the, the Lord's Prayer says, Our Father in heaven, right? Mm-hmm. And we confess. And we do that, as Nicholas pointed out, in Jesus' name. Yes. In Jesus' name. Well, I want to come to the last part of our study, which is rejoicing mm-hmm. in the mercy of God. Anybody here happy for the mercy of God today. Hallelujah. Happy that His mercy reaches to the heavens today. Uh, You're joining us around the world. Are you thankful for the mercy of God today that there is nothing you have done that separated you from the mercy of God? He's calling you even today, isn't He? To run to Him to accept the mercy that only He can provide. That will cause us great rejoicing. Stephanie, would you read for us Psalm 103, verses 1 to 8? Sure. And the New King James Version says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious. Yes, he is. Slow to anger and abounding in mercy. Thank you. So blessing the Lord or rejoicing in the Lord because of his mercy is clearly taught in the scriptures. Now, we've been in the Psalms, but I want us to hyperspace forward. Are you with me? (laughs) We're going to hyperspace forward to today. Mm. Uh, There are many other songs that have blessed your life because they've helped you to 
realize the depth of God's mercy, His unfailing love for you. Mm. And there's no right or wrong answer to this. It may be a great hymn. It may be a contemporary song but that focuses on the mercy of God, mm. that His unfailing love for you. Uh, Lee, I see your hand raised. You can start. No right or wrong answer. I should ask our Hope Sabbath School people to go to sshope at hopetv.org to share with me. And we would say whatever song, including the inspired psalms, that help us to grasp the mercy of God, praise His holy name. What's a song that's really impacted you, Leah? It's one that you've referenced before that you like, um, and it's called Goodness of God. Um, And... I have the opportunity to lead worship at my church very frequently, and we sing it oftentimes, and I always get stuck leading it, and I was really annoyed for a while <laughs> because we would sing it all the time, and everyone would say, oh, we're singing goodness of God. Someone find Leah. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I guess it's just God's chosen song of praise um, for me, and eventually I really sunk in with me, and now I have a hard time singing it without being profoundly affected, but the first line is, I love you, Lord, your mercy never fails me. Mm. And then the bridge goes into, your goodness is running after me. There is no end to the mercy of God. He just keeps running after me. Amen. Mm. I like the way that Leah shared that. You felt it. Thank you, Leah. The mercy of God, His, your mercy is running after me. Daniela. Um, so my friends, we love singing a song. It's called Mercy. Um, it's a contemporary song, but it goes like this. I'm living proof of what the mercy of God can do. If you knew me then, you'd believe me now. Mm. He turned my whole life upside down. He took the old and he made me new. That's just what the mercy of God can do. Amen. Amen. For those of you sitting in the back row, Daniela was smiling more if you read those words. Yeah. Anybody else have a song? Travis. Uh, there's a scripture song, it's a hymn from Lamentations, and mm. the song, the hymn is called Great is Thy Faith. Amen. Ah. It's my all-time favorite, it's because God has always been faithful. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, <laughs> my Father. <laughs> there's no shadow of turning with thee. That's right. Uh, I saw some remote hands raised, uh, Nicholas and then Haiti, or whichever one comes up first. Yes, Nicholas. <laughs> I remember at... Uh, quite emotional time of my life, which I don't get very emotional easily. Uh, It was during the middle of the night and I couldn't sleep. So I went for a drive to one of my favorite spots in the woods. And on the way there, I played a song called How Love Wins. Mm. And it talked about Jesus' moment on the cross that he won us by dying where we should have died, Mm. where he bled into our wounds. And he says, you don't have to be who you were before. And that was so powerful to me to realize that Jesus took that penalty for me. He took that penalty Mm -hmm. uh, for my sins. And I just remember sitting in the car and crying as I really realized what that was, Mm -hmm. what he was wanting to do in my life, where I felt like I couldn't change. But if he suffered all of that for me, why wouldn't he want to change my life? Mm. Amen. Thank you, Nicholas. But that's telling me, and Haiti, I'm going to come to you. That tells me that the Holy Spirit can still use songs today. Mm. They may not be inspired scripture, but if they're pointing us to the mercy Mm. and the love and the goodness of God, Mm. the Holy Spirit can touch our hearts uh, through that. Haiti, I think you had your hand raised. Do you you have a song? So 
I was studying the the story of Samson several years ago, and I think it was the first time that I like really understood it and read, you know, start to finish, not just about a strong man, but a very sinful man, and and then saw how in the end he repents and how he ends up in Hebrews chapter eleven, the faith chapter. And when I was coming to the end of the story, like the song, your grace still amazes me came into my head. Your grace still amazes me. Your love is still a mystery. Each day I fall on my knees because your love still amazes me. And that's how I feel about God because he, no matter what we've done or what Samson did, but what I have literally done in my life, I, I now realize like I'm the apple of his eye. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Haiti, for sharing that. I'd like to hear from you. Um, God's mercy for you reaches to the heavens. Uh, maybe a scripture song, maybe a contemporary song or a great Christian hymn, how you've caught a glimpse of the mercy of God and his unfailing love for you. You can write to us at sshope at hopetv.org. Right now, I'd like to pray a blessing for you. In the name of Jesus, Father, thank you for helping us today to catch a glimpse of your mercy. Mm -hmm. May we receive your mercy with rejoicing and share your mercy with others. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, thanks for joining us for Hope Sabbath School. Someone needs to hear about the mercy of God. Maybe it's a family member, a work associate, a friend. Someone needs to know that God's mercy reaches to the heavens. Rejoice in His mercy and go out and be a blessing to those around you.